0: Welcome to Mind, Body, Health, and Politics. I'm your host, Dr. Richard Lewis Miller. Our guest today is Letha Haddardy, and we're going to be talking about a book that she wrote with two friends and colleagues that you're going to hear about, Barbara Foster and Michael Foster almost a quarter of a century ago. The book is called Three in Love, Ménages à Trois, From Ancient to Modern Times. Welcome, Letha.
1: I'm delighted to be with you today. Thank you,
0: Richard. So about a quarter of a century ago, I read a, um, a review of a book called uh, Three in Love. I heard that the one of the authors was coming to a nearby bookstore to give a talk. And Mm -hmm. the bookstore was in Marin County, California. Mm -hmm. And the name of the bookstore was a clean, well-lighted place for books. Mm -hmm. So I came and I listened to you talk. How nice. And, And I remember you very well. I can even tell you how noticeable your shoes were, because it was a time when women were dealing with are we going to wear these sort of stilettos that look sexy, but then they hurt your posture and you end up with back problems? Or are we going to wear sort of standard shoes? And you were wearing very standard shoes. They had heels, but the heels were about an inch and a half in diameter. And I thought, there's a woman who's wise on her feet. She's stable. <laughs> she knows what she's doing. And so uh, your the book... Had a big impact on me. And I've referred many people to it over the past 25 years. Thank and you. And so I'm really happy that we're meeting today and we're going to launch right into it, which is for those who don't know, please begin by telling us what is a menage à toi?
1: That's a good question because it, the French has been translated into English, but it has lost its original meaning. The French meaning, ménage à trois, means a household of three. It's when three people can work together, associate with each other, or even live together as a family harmoniously. And that's the that's the description of the ideal presented in the book uh, Three in Love. Because if you imagine a continuum, a line, a horizontal line drawn, one end of it is uh, three people who cooperate with each other, who have managed to overcome the most uh, devilish of human emotions, uh, jealousy, hatred, envy, and they have formed a family, uh, a a coordinating and and compromising, uh, harmonious family of three. On the other extreme, on the other end of the line, is called a threesome, a triad, a triangle. It can even become a bloody triangle when one of them picks up a gun and shoots the other or other two. So the idea between, about the book, Three in Love, Ménages à Trois from Ancient to Modern Times is that we are on that continuum. A family of three can become a triangle and a triangle can become a family because we're all changeable and evolving human beings. And uh, the relationship, the relationships that the ships that are uh, des- described in this book are the history that we're not taught in school, the sexual history of individuals who have impacted our life, who have made uh, decisions and cr- created great works of art, have been important in politics. And in history, this is not a book about your neighbor who had an affair with the milkman, or uh, your your cousin who uh, is uh, dallying with someone and keeping it secret from the husband or wife. Um, it's about people who have made a real impact in in the world. Uh, the authors, the three of us, are. Uh, all made contributions in literature and in the arts in separate ways. Michael Foster, who I, who I uh, describe as the author of this book, Michael Foster is, uh, or was a historian, uh, a biographer. He specialized in um, early American history and wrote two novels about early American history and some several celebrated biographies For example, the biography of Alexandra David Neal, the explorer of Tibet. So he was the great um, creator, artistic creator, aesthetic creator of this book. And the tone of the book is very literate. It's not a how-to book. It's not about how you can get together with two other people and have a good time. No, it's it's a history. It's a history of many love affairs. among people who uh, chose a lifestyle that goes beyond coupledom, beyond the couple. Barbara Foster was a uh, a librarian at City College, and she helped with the research. And I uh, was uh, the youngster of the threesome, much younger than the two of them, and greatly influenced by them. Michael uh, took me to my first uh, yoga class encouraged me to study Chinese medicine and and urged me, insisted that I write books. And so I have written six natural health books and four novels because of him. I give him credit for that.
0: How does a menage a trois differ from polygamy or polyandry?
1: There's an overlap. The, the, the book, uh, Ménage à Trois, does not deal with uh, uh, polygamy uh, which is really uh, the, the modus operandi in, in the Arab world, a man with several wives. It doesn't deal with that because that's a religious choice. We chose to talk about people in history uh, who made the choice consciously, and it wasn't a religious choice. Polyandry is something that uh, was traditional in traditional Tibet, where one woman married a man and his brothers. So uh, that uh, it's very it's it's possible that that could be a household of three or four or five, but uh, uh, the the book uh, Three in Love um, basically wrote about um, described people we have heard of, people that we know in, in history and in our lifetime, but we don't know their sexual life. For example. There's uh, uh, Kennedy's or uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt and Eleanor and her lover, uh, Earl Miller. They cooperated with each other to the extent that um, government ran smoothly. We had a president who had polio and kept it secret and his wife went out campaigning, giving speeches, uh, and and forming the United Nations, and uh, his uh, lover, secretary, social secretary, and junior wife uh, was Missy Lahand, who lived with them. And Eleanor knew and liked Missy, so the difference between a ménage à trois and a triangle is everybody knows what everybody else is doing, everybody knows who is sleeping with whom, and they approve. It's okay whereas a triangle uh, or uh, uh, an affair uh, is often kept secret from the spouse. That's very different.
0: Because we have monumental hypocrisy about human sexuality in the United States, Uh, secrecy, you know, is, is, is what is in vogue. And what you're talking about is something completely different, which is the opposite of secrecy you're yes. saying in a in a in a real menage, what you might call a real menage a trois. Correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong. Is, there is transparency rather yes. than secrecy.
1: Definitely, you got it exactly right. And it takes great courage to have that kind of transparency, because it's what is required is for us to look at ourselves and to see what our weaknesses are, and try to overcome them, and be generous and compassionate with the other. The other people involved
0: now. When the, when the three people get together and decide to form not a triangle, not a man with two women, not a woman with two men, but literally a threesome, and they are banding together, do the three people typically live together, or might they live in three separate places, or do two live with one and one? How does that work in terms that's of a, co- that's co- a good Thank you.
1: It, it, it really, uh, the, t- the answer is the total spectrum. People can, of all three, uh, all three can be of the same sex. Uh, they can live together or they can live separately. Uh, a, a menage a trois or a, a threesome that is uh, positive, uh, they can live in separate places but work together. There can be a working menage. And there's even something that Michael invented the terminology for, which is a metaphysical menage, which means that one of the people is not present, one of the pe- one, one of the person uh, is is uh, an influence, and not necessarily uh, involved uh, romantically or sexually with the others. For example, you've got. Uh, Clara Schumann and Robert Schumann, who were a couple, and you've got Brahms. Brahms never slept with Clara Schumann, but their, their love for each other, their respect for each other uh, celebrated the music of Robert Schumann. Uh, you had uh, uh, Nietzsche and Freud and the first uh, major woman psychoanalyst, Lou Salome, she respected Uh, uh, Freud, and was a a follower of Freud. Freud respected Nietzsche. So a a metaphysical menage is not necessarily a physical menage, but uh, the people who are influencing each other. So uh, what is a threesome? It's the whole spectrum. It's uh, people who either live together or don't live together, either sleep together or don't sleep together, but they impact each other in a very a uh, um, major way.
0: Let, let's focus in on the kind of menage where the people either live together, or they live close enough that they get together a lot of the time, so yes. that they they act as a three the way we're used to uh, people acting as twos, be it two men, two women, a man and a woman, et cetera. But we know how couples typically act. Namely, they're likely to go to dinner together. They might go to the theater together. If they're, if they're athletic, they might go to a baseball, you know, they do things together as a, as a pair. Right. And we see them walking down the street and we see people walking down the street as pairs. Now, and they're coupled. We call that coupled. Now, in, in it, what you're calling a real menage a trois, in other words, it isn't two and one, but it's a three. And, mm-hmm. and the vectors are going in every direction with mm-hmm. a lot of equality uh, yes. and a lot of transparency. Yes. When when these people, I mean, what's it, 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 it? Let me back up a bit. When When I first heard about you back in 1997, at the time, you and the Fosters were an active menage and a successful one.
1: Yes, yes. We encouraged each other, and we all wrote books. Together. uh, Yes. uh, Together and separately. Barbara, Barbara, they had an open marriage before I ever met them. For 20 years, they had an open marriage, and she dated many, many men simultaneously while being married to Michael. And Michael and I lived more like a married couple. We were exclusive with each other sexually. So Barbara. But not
0: exclusive of Barbara.
1: Exclusive of Barbara sexually. Yes, we worked together, but we didn't sleep together. We're not uh, lesbian. uh, The two women. She her book uh, about her sexual adventures around the world is called. uh, confessions of a Librarian.
0: I'll have to interview her about that. It sounds if fun. If you can
1: find her, uh, we, we, What's interesting is, uh, threesomes and uh, Ménage à trois stay together while the energy is live, is is alive, is cohesive. And Michael was the one that kept us together. And now that Michael has passed on, oh, passed away. I see. 2016 uh, Barbara and I are not in touch with each other
0: I see so so in 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 a classic menage a trois are the three people all making love with one another or not necessarily
1: not necessarily no not necessarily because in other words
0: two of them might be making love but but not the third one doesn't join in
1: not necessarily no no it's it's uh, people are individual, and uh, uh, menages à trois, threesomes, triangles—they're all very individual as well. We see this in literature. We see it in movies a lot, and there are some very popular movies. Some of the, some of the, my favorites, uh, for example, um, "Design for Living." "Design for Living" is a, is a delightful movie with uh, Miriam Hopkins. Uh, who is in love with two men, one a painter, one a, one a, uh, a writer, and she can't decide which one she loves most. So uh, she loves both. And uh, other movies we, we know and, and love, like Painter Wagon and Butch Cassidy and The Sundance Kid, uh, these, are, these are threesomes. These are, are people who live uh, together as three, and uh, they uh, cooperate with each other.
0: Now typically uh, when a couple get together, be it same sex or, 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 or opposite sex, and they, they make their partnership and sometimes they get one of these contracts from the government called a marriage license and, and and do that. When they do that, they very often, if I would say it's most of the time, they also share finances. And, yes. and you, you you know that how does that work in a menage a trois? Their equal sharing of finances and paying the bills and taking care of the financial needs of the three people. How does that work?
1: Well, there has to be some some manner of of, of cooperation, I would say. Yes, uh, like with FDR, Franklin Roosevelt. Yes, uh, he, he was born into wealth, and his mother was. Uh, a worse than usual mother-in-law who insisted that he marry, who he marry, uh, Eleanor, uh, who was a cousin. Yes. And and forbid him from uh, getting involved with uh, a woman who was of the same social class as the Roosevelt's Lucy Mercer. Uh, Missy LeHand, who was really took over the pleasures and duties of a wife, was also an employee but she was supported financially by the roosevelts who were wealthy so there has to be some uh equality what works best in in my opinion is if there's an equality of spirit of education of development and and uh, some sharing of uh of finances because it's it's inevitable you can't have uh uh someone who's uh poor uh and uh and uh, a couple that's rich, uh, for example, um, Dumas, uh, the great the great French writers who had a mistress had a, a maison secondaire, a secondary home. They provided for their children uh, with this with a second woman, and they kept uh, their wife. and And that happened with Victor Hugo, with with Dumas père, and uh, it 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 was a French tradition. And that's why we have menage a trois is French.
0: Everyone knows that coupling in and of itself, same or different sex is a hell of a hard thing to do over a period of time. And we know that we have a divorce rate in the United States that's over 50%, which is a testament to just how difficult it is. Does does it, it... it would seem to me a priori that a threesome would be even more difficult than a twosome because now you've got all yes. these little vectors. Tell us something about what it's like from your experience, not mm-hmm. just from the famous people that you have in your book, which is a wonderful mm-hmm. book to read, mm-hmm. but in terms of the actual experience, what is it like? How do you deal with jealousy? How do you deal with insecurity? Tell us about that.
1: Uh, yes, before I do that, I want to read just one lovely sentence from the book, which is uh, will give you an idea of the tone of the book. Michael, Michael wrote, "Menage the menage plays out in exaggerated form. The repertoire of romance, from infatuation to quarrel, so uh, it, it it runs the it runs the whole gamut." How do you how do you overcome jealousy?
0: I've got to interrupt you and tell you something. Of all the things in the book, I had this little pink on this one spot and the sentence is the exact sentence that you just read.
1: Ah. <laughs> yes, it's
0: uh, ménage it's,
1: it's a good summary.
0: I'm going to read it out for everybody again. The ménage plays out in exaggerated form the repertoire of romance. From infatuation to quarrel—that's a beautiful yes. sentence. Beautiful well, that's sentence.
1: Michael. Michael is a poet as well as a yeah. as a as and, a, a biographer.
0: So, what was it? What's it like on a daily basis to deal with this? Tell us, and especially in the beginning, when you're ironing out the jealousy and the quarrels. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. Uh,
1: it's hard. Yes, and it it requires courage, and it requires uh, devotion. It requires generosity more than anything. I think uh, uh, it's an individual, it's an individual struggle, and it's a struggle with oneself. Um, in in our our threesome, uh, we were together forty years as a working menage a trois, 40 four, oh, and it was something that as a as a daily. Uh, um, relationship uh, was probably easier because we did not live together. Uh, Michael had a home with her for a number of years and visited me uh, during the week and the weekend. And then later he moved in with me and visited her. Throughout that time, they worked together as best they could as... Uh, a writing team, she doing some research at the library, and he writing. And I think that because of their, their background and their age, uh, that created a special relationship that they had. Um, They were close in age, and uh, both uh, Jewish, She, she from Philadelphia and him from Brooklyn. And um, his idea, Michael's idea of, of an ideal menage a trois, was based on his his background, which was uh, communist Jewish from Brooklyn. Uh, from each, according to each talent, and to each, according to their needs. So his talent was writing; hers was. The research and bringing in bringing in money bringing in uh, a salary he stayed home and wrote books and mine was uh, evolving I was a, a younger than them and I turned into a writer and an how editor many,
0: how I, many years younger
1: 10 10 okay. and and I did the the, the the final edit to his books uh, because he couldn't really cut his own writing he couldn't edit and, and I, I gave it uh, the, the final the final palette of uh, yes. polish.
0: But and you know and the... actually,
1: th- th- there's a sequel. There's a sequel book to Three in Love, uh, and it's called, uh, here it is, I'm gonna show you, uh, Outlaws of Love, Outlaws of Love, A History of Forbidden Desire. And, and the author is uh, Michael Foster. He asked me to finish this book. The book, ah. the book uh, took at least a dozen years of research. He was re- they, they were researching it and writing it uh, while other books were being written. But when he knew that, uh, when he knew that, and he had a, he was a visionary. He knew he was going to die. He said, "Finish the book," and I did. I added the last half a dozen chapters, and so is the book it.
0: by is the book by Foster and Hannity.
1: No it's just his I gave it it's it's his book.
0: So uh, coming back the way you describe the three of you, no offense meant here yes. but it's it sounds a little bit polygamous where he was with Barbara and then he was with you but I don't get the sense of the three of you together. I don't get this. I don't Uh, get it.
1: I understand.
0: I don't get a picture of the three of you walking down the street together or going to the theater together or getting or getting into bed together.
1: Well, we did. We in New York, we went to theater and concerts and and dance performances together because that's what we do in New York is is the culture. is Wonderful. And in a winter, we would go to Miami and she would join us for a couple of weeks because uh, a couple of weeks is all of the time she wanted to leave New York. And in the summer, we would rendezvous in Vermont and uh, rent a great big condo, a ski condo during the summer in Vermont. So we had uh, activities that we did together, but we also cooperated with our writing uh in the editorial process and in the writing process we uh we would read to each other uh and uh when we would go off to vermont or to miami uh ex- expenses were shared
0: expenses were shared now if a young couple or some a, a group of people were listening to uh, are listening to this program or this is going to be in the book you know sex honestly that we're publishing if they read about this and they want to They want to experiment. Could you make make any kind of comments about raising children in the menage a trois? Uh,
1: I I would say that it's more and more possible because as we acknowledge that uh, gay people can get married, uh, that uh, relationships can be open, uh, it's maybe more possible than it used to be.
0: Uh, and you, Can you see a situation where children are raised and they have three parents right in the house? Maybe you know, either two fathers and a mother, or two mothers and a father, yes, or three mothers yes, or three it's, fathers. It's, huh? it's called
1: the kibbutz. It's called the kibbutz. Well, that's it's a very, mini.
0: It's a mini kibbutz, isn't it? Yeah,
1: yeah. It's very traditional. Very traditional. And the kids uh, uh, often from that that environment grow up uh, very socialized with other kids. And uh, very, uh, very cool, very cool about that. Uh, they don't uh, they don't play one parent against another uh, because, uh, you know, they're going to get called on on that.
0: Now, couples claim in our country monogamy and fidelity. Of course. Though we, though we know that the reality is not what they claim. So we've got another piece of hypocrisy going there. Because uh, in,
1: in rare cases, I think it's true. It's possible. I mean, it's possible. There, there can, is.
0: Some, in other words, you're saying there's some monogamy in rare oh, sure. cases. Sure. Yeah.
1: I, I, I've known uh, couples who've been together for many for their a lifetime. And it's yeah. so beautiful. I'm not against that. It's beautiful. I I was the most conservative of the three of us because I had been married for 10 years before I ever got together with the <laughs> Fosters. And I lived and loved and was devoted to Michael uh, like like a wife. And uh, I acknowledged that Barbara uh, had many lovers and that was her preference.
0: Uh huh. But there were no children involved in your three, no. were there? No. Yeah. No.
1: In, in New York, uh, our, our apartments were so small that uh, <laughs> we, <laughs> we were forced to live separately.
0: Uh, Yes, of course, you had the option to make one apartment out of the two and you would have saved some money on the second apartment. Well,
1: it it was a walk. It was a 15 minute, 15, 20 minute walk Uh between them. Yes. Uh, Yeah. But but we we uh, did share space in uh, when we went off on vacations together.
0: Yes. Now, as I was saying, couples make claims for monogamy and fidelity. But we don't know. You know, we do know actually you know what they're actually doing, but in a menage, is there an agreement for monogamy or whatever you would call it within the three, or is it more, or is a menage by definition an open marriage?
1: It's it's too individual to to make a rule. I you see. Know, it's it's really too individual. It's it's whatever the the threesome or the group uh, decide on, and there's usually a fourth, someone who observes. For example, in the book, uh, uh, there's um, uh, H- Henry Miller, June Miller, and Aeneas Nin, a, th- a threesome in that Aeneas Nin was encouraged to write because she idolized uh, Henry Miller, and uh, uh, June supported Henry's uh, writing. But the fourth, the person who observed was Aeneas Nin's husband, who became who was a, a conservative banker, but he became a photographer movie maker because he started filming her and was involved vicariously and excited because of the vicarious involvement by reading her diaries.
0: Yes. Well, you know, we know historically that the aristocracy do things that the rest of us don't do. And we know historically that bohemians, artists, do things that the rest of us don't do. But But what impressed me about Barbara's talk when I heard her talk was she said that when she traveled across the United States, regular, normal, just everyday people came out of the woodwork to tell her that they were living in a menage a trois and yes. were not, it, it's sort of sub Exactly,
1: exactly. It's the, it's the unrecognized uh, uh, rule that it's the, the unrecognized relationship that many people spend a certain amount of time, maybe part of their growing up, maybe part of their maturing process. And it's a phase that many people go through uh, and they, they don't acknowledge it, uh, other than oh that's the mother-in-law that I hate. For example, husband-wife and the the interfering relative. That's a triangle. If if the interfering uh, uh, relative uh, is helpful, it could be something like a menage a trois, even though it's not sexual. Now, from from you asked me about my experience and i wrote about that in a novel because i think that the novel is a another valid description of the the, the problematic the problematic is is it a ménage à trois or is it a bloody triangle and it could be it could be one or the other and it could change from one to the other so i wrote about it in a novel called t for three T for three, or the other woman, and in the novel, you have uh, a young uh, girl who is uh, uh, grows up in in Thailand. She's she's Chinese, and uh, she has a European father. She's young. She gets involved with a sophisticated New York couple. This is uh, autobiographical in in some sense, and she, and the sophisticated uh, couple. Uh I have a, a a love-hate relationship and there is a je- and it's it was my uh, opportunity to express the various dimensions of love, including jealousy, hatred, and uh and finally cooperation. Uh and uh it ended, the end of the novel is each of the three people live out their karma whatever karma that they had from their personality, whether it was a grabbing kind of selfish karma or an idealistic uh, uh, self-sacrificing karma or a a mystical uh, love karma uh, of devotion, uh, they each lived their their life and and expressed their life uh, to the fullest.
0: Yes. Well... In, in your case, with Michael and Barbara, if this was a menage uh, a, a, a emotionally, and 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 it was a, it was a three, it wasn't a two and a one. Then, what happened when he died that you and Barbara w- w- seemed to have gone separate ways? I would think that you were so close after forty years. That you would stay to us. I mean, are you, are you very hurt and disappointed about losing her, your, her friendship and whatever happened there?
1: We were always so different, she and I, that it seemed a natural progression. Really, she always had a separate life, and uh, and uh, it it uh, it was more comfortable for us. it really? was more comfortable for us because when you lose when you lose someone. You uh, the memories are there, the the experiences are there, and uh, we we became changed and more evolved uh, people, and uh, we've we've gone our separate ways and stayed strong. Now do she you, might have a different view of that. I I, uh-huh. I don't know.
0: Do you do you think you think you'll find another couple of people? To, to 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 menage à toi uh with again are you hoping no i
1: don't think so i'm not looking for a relationship uh and i, I don't think that you can go into a, a, such a, a relationship with uh, uh an, a, an expectation no you know? no no i th- don't think that you could, you can tell yourself oh i'm going to go out and find two people uh oh, you, i was
0: it, oh i was fine. thinking. I was thinking maybe people are going to hear this and they're going to say, you know, that sounds really like a great idea. And this coupling thing, God, my parents were divorced and everybody I know, all their parents are divorced. I think I'm going to go find two people. You don't think that's likely that's not it's it's
1: possible, but not, you asked about me, but it's definitely possible with certainly with younger people, it's possible because they might be more open and they, they are more uh, financially dependent on each other. Yes. It might happen with uh, a, a bunch of older women, per, for example, who move in together to share expenses and, and cooking uh, privileges in the, in the kitchen because uh, we are social beings and yes. we need to interact with other people uh, and and share
0: do you think in the in the 25 years or so since you've written uh, 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 uh three in love uh, uh, that the sexual mores in our country have changed significantly or not
1: it's a battleground as we know it's a battleground politically and and uh uh the trump years uh brought it out but it was always there the battleground between the uh the conservative uh, people who say a woman's place is in the home, she has to carry her pregnancy to the to term, uh, uh, or or be punished, uh, as as Trump said, and the people who say um, we have to take care of those who are less fortunate and uh, adopt, as it were, uh, people who need us and care care for. The entire uh, the entire uh, uh, spectrum of of people in the country, not just the rich being richer and the poor being poorer. Uh, so it's 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 a battleground, and it's and it's being fought on uh, a, a sexual terrain. It was Michael's uh, theory, and uh, Michael Foster, who, as a historian, looked at what was going on, even in America. During the time that he was alive, and that was before uh, Trump's uh, uh, presidency, and and he said, the civil war has never ended. It's turned into a sexual war, and when Trump took over, he started limiting uh, the the uh, freedoms of uh, women and uh, the the gay, lesbian, uh, LBGQT. Uh, Community, with uh, uh, judges, with legislation, with presidential proclamations, uh, and and I treat that in the book Outlaws of Love because I had I added a chapter on a Trump in the sequel to Three in Love, and what's interesting is he was most impl- influenced not by his wives uh, but by his uh, religious uh, his religious teacher. an an evangelist uh, woman who said, you can do anything because God has given you the right. God has said, go ahead and be anything that you want to be, do anything that you want to do without reservation. And he listened to that. And so that's why we have people who are like Trump and Bolsonaro and and Orban, people who are... uh, uh, Idealizing uh, author- authoritarianism, and uh, that is that is uh, a, a, the battleground of who controls our life, who controls our sexuality, who controls our social enter- exchanges, uh, who controls our finances, uh, um, and uh, it, it it's, uh, this was a political book. It was meant as a political book because Michael never lost sight of that. There was was an interview. We we did many radio and TV interviews in the 1990s. And uh, one of them, uh, uh, Geraldo Rivera, we did, but it was never aired because Michael got on his, um, uh, on his, uh, his grandstand statement was, don't listen to, the church or your parents uh, or uh, the government decide for yourself what your life is going to be, what your sexuality is going to be.
0: So you're saying that the, 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 the sexuality struggle that's going on is really just one aspect of the planetary structure of struggle yes. that's going on between what I call the Gaia's. uh, to me, the Gaius are those of us who believe that the planet is a living, breathing organism Beautiful. and all of us are part of it. Beautiful. And we That's all very live
1: California. I love it.
0: <laughs> and we all live and breathe together. And then on the other side of the Gaius are the Darwinists, the Darwinists who believe that this is really all about the survival of the fittest. Whoever gets the most deserves it. They live at the top and everybody else lives at the bottom because that's the way it's supposed to be. And if they all die from no matter what, it's because they're supposed to die. Right. It's, it that, sounds
1: like Calvinism, you know, go back in history. And it and and uh, you that that is uh, really bespeaks the philosophy of the chosen. We're the chosen and you're not too bad for you.
0: Yes. Versus we're all in this together and yes. we and let's make the best we can of it. Yes. yes. That's what I see as the planetary struggle as well. And by the way, I see the cancer that's at the root of the planetary struggle is capitalism, because I okay. believe that in, inherent in the capitalistic system. Yes. Is the favor is that some people are going to be at the very top and everybody else is going to be below because that's just built into the structure of capitalism. It's not because anybody is bad or irresponsible or malicious necessarily. It's because if you play Monopoly with your friends for four days, a couple of people end up with everything, and everybody else in the room ends up with nothing because yes. it's, built, it's built into the system.
1: It's it starts with me first. It's it that's right. With- you yeah. Know, only me, I'm the most important, Th- Yeah. and it's a shame.
0: But getting back to sexual customs in the United States, do you think young people nowadays are freer to engage in sexual activity than they were 25 years ago when you wrote the book? Or are we is it still pretty much the same where women are slut-shamed and men are considered studs if they go out and do a lot?
1: No, I think things have, have, have radically changed since since the 60s since uh unisex men have become um more uh more gentle and possibly more threatened uh and and what troubles me we're talking about uh, america now in in the uh 2021 what what troubles me and has for a long time is looking at the young people who are about to enter puberty and instead of looking for a, relation, a love relationship, they either commit suicide or pick up a gun because they are hopeless. They have been raised to be hopeless instead of uh, loved, feeling loved and loving. Uh, that, it, it's troubling. And I think it's, it's been since uh, drugs have become uh, everyday, um, everyday occurrences uh, drugs have become an everyday problem for for everybody, not just kids, but for everybody. Yes. And 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 because the internet has given us a way of immediate uh, communication, which is good, but it has it has blurred the difference between reality and fantasy. Uh-huh. If you see it on the internet, it must be true, even uh-huh. if it's bullshit even uh-huh. if it's ridiculous
0: uh-huh.
1: y- because it's there on the screen uh-huh. people believe it
0: uh-huh. yeah i interrupted and, and it, they you they have never I- learned
1: critical thinking you yes. it, there are uh, uh, cronkite in uh, when he was uh, uh when he said goodbye to cbs uh, Cron- uh walter cronkite one of the great one of the great uh, uh anchor news anchors said the worst problem in this country is Poor education, yeah. lack of good education, and mm-hmm. and uh, we can we can back that up with I think uh, poor family uh, togetherness. We've lost a cohesiveness of of the family, and the family, uh, the, the 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 Christian conservative family is is uh, based uh, based on their practices and, and on their religion. Uh, that has kept. That group very conservative and they know exactly what's right and wrong, <laughs> but uh, in their in their definition, um, but uh, the the rest of us who are searchers and uh, the I'm going off on a tangent that's unnecessary.
0: Well, I interrupted you because you were going to say something about Eric Fromm's book, *The Art of Loving*, and I interrupted with my. Well,
1: yes, the the art of loving, the basic, the kernel, the kernel sentence of that book is, um, it is better to be loving than to be loved. It is better to give love than to go out and and try to get it. And for uh, for someone to say, well, I'm going to go out and find two people. or I'm going to go out and find one person, is. An approach, but it it might end up in sadness or disappointment or tragedy, yeah. because we should develop we when we develop ourselves, uh, when we can, and not just love yourself. I, I don't mean that. That's been cheapened. Uh, uh, when we develop a, a love for ourselves, for our health, for the planet then we will be uh, among the people who uh, are more generous and more, more evolved.
0: So we're running out of time, and I'd like to end with you telling a story. And the story I'd like you to tell is from the book, your favorite menage a trois from ancient to modern times. Which one really jumps out at you as a favorite in your mind that you'd like to share with us?
1: Uh, there are many. There are many. I liked uh, the movie Jules, uh, Jules, et Jim, Jules and Jim um, by, by Truffaut. Uh, uh, and learning about the people, the actual people, it was based on Rocher, who is a, 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 an art collector. I'm going to give you two stories. Uh, Rocher was an, uh, an art collector and he knew a, a German couple and uh, they they both shared, both men shared uh, the, the women that they loved. And uh, Helen Hassel was the wife of, of, of France and uh, she loved both of them. And in real life, uh, what happened was a tragedy. And that tragedy, um, Made it made it so prompted uh, Rocher, the Frenchman, to write Jules and Jim, the novel. Jules was uh, was uh, the Frenchman. Uh, Jim was the German. They were friends before the war. During the war, the Great War, World War One, they fought on opposite sides. After the war, they got together and loved each other as friends again. And, uh and uh, jim was married to helen or to uh, in the book it, it's uh, uh, uh helen but in the movie it's uh, uh Jean marot wonderful french actress and it ends in in tragedy in the, in the movie jules and jim uh uh the woman the wife becomes uh jealous of her lover jim because he wants to have a child with another woman so she kills them both, herself and her lover Jim. In real life, the real couple and uh, the real threesome, the real people that this was based on, the wife divorces the husband because he's Jewish and he ends up in a concentration camp and dies. So it's it's a very sad story that turned into uh, a novel and, and a great movie. That's the unhappy story. Here's a happy one. Here's a happy. Here's yes, a happy
0: let's one. end with a happy one, please. <laughs> um,
1: Design for Living, another very f- favorite, favorite uh, menage à trois of mine uh, because uh, the actors are so wonderful. There's uh, uh, Frederick March, there's Miriam uh, uh, Mar- uh, uh, Hopkins, and um, uh, Gary Cooper. Gary Cooper is a painter, uh, uh, Frederick March is a writer, and she is. Uh, a wannabe artist, but she knows that her talent isn't the equal of those two men. Those are two giants, but she has to develop them because their egos are so big, it's interfering with their art. So she adopts both of them. And there's a gentleman's agreement in the movie, which is very funny. They agree not to have sex, no sex whatsoever. And she prods them to do their work to be, to excel in their work and she actually marries uh, a wonderful co- uh, comedian e- edward everett horton in in the movie uh, but she can't stand married life it's too conservative it's too constrained for her so sh- they get together at the end of the movie and in they're in a taxi and they're going back to their apartment in france in paris where they where they had the this, this gentleman's agreement and They all agree that it's going to be a gentleman's agreement, but they all smile because we know as viewers, they're all going to have sex together.
0: (laughs) Well, that's a wonderful ending for our interview with everybody having sex together since it's (laughs) that's part of the theme of the book. I want to thank you very much for uh, participating today. Uh, Three in Love is the book and the sequel that you want to read also is called Outlaws of Love. Thanks for joining us today. I look forward to being with you again at nine o'clock Pacific Standard Time next Tuesday. Until then, this is Dr. Richard Miller reminding you that good health is worth fighting for and it's essential for life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness.